Hey there. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond, and this is a show where I get to sit down with interesting people who inspire me and hopefully you guys to get out of our comfort zones through their actions and their ideas. Today, I got to chat with a pretty inspiring young dude uh, from the Kapiti Coast by the name of Noah Wolof. Now, some of you guys may have heard of Noah before. Um, in the same year he became head boy of his high school, he also became a father. So today, he tells us his story about becoming a parent, uh, but also becoming an adult as well. And those two definitely kind of run alongside each other. We talk about the stigma of teen pregnancy, what he's doing to challenge that, plus how he's helping other young parents uh, to develop themselves, uh, specifically le- their leadership skills, uh, through his social enterprise called Increase Clothing. So we also talk about what it's like to, to run a social enterprise business. Uh, we have a little bit of a chat about education and uh, the different ways that people are able to participate in that um, and how the status quo may not be the best way for everyone to receive their education. Noah was an absolutely awesome guest to chat to. Um, I'm sure you guys will hear just the the passion in his voice as he talks about everything. Um, It's hard. It was hard not to sit in the same room as him and, uh, and get excited actually by just how vibrant he was. Um, And, Kind of the overarching themes of this conversation today are the importance of responsibility, the importance of the ability to embrace change and uncertainty, and the one that Noah's really, really big on is the breaking of stereotypes. So he's also just been on a tour speaking for World Vision, uh, talking about breaking stereotypes. So we chat a little bit about that today. So thanks everyone for taking the time to sit down and have a listen to our conversation today. Uh, If you get something out out of it, or if you think it might be helpful for someone else, make sure that you share it out with your mates or with, uh, even if it's just with that one person that you think it would be helpful for. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me and Noah today. to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. Sure. Thanks for uh, taking the time to have a sit down with me on this uh, slightly damp Wellington evening. Oh, beautiful. Stand in Wellington for you. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really seem like we had too much summer, eh? No, Maybe probably. Two, two weeks. Yeah, so, about two uh, weeks maximum. At least it's not, least it's not too cold. Yeah. 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 Um, so, mate, I mean, I, I think probably 
an interesting starting point is to hear a little bit of your of your backstory and doing a bit of research on you uh, online. Um, I think one of the lines that was kind of bandied about, and I'm not sure how you feel about this, is uh, New Zealand's most famous teenage parent. I uh, see so you shaking, <laughs> shaking your head there, but I think that's probably an important part of the, of the backstory. Do you yep. want to do you want to have a bit of a chat about sort of where, yeah. where you grew up and yeah, definitely about that. Cool. So, um, no, I really, really disagree with that um, headline. It's a bit ridiculous. Even that, when I was on New Zealand Herald, it kind of got got me a bit of bit of hate, really. But, um, no, nah, so, yeah, I'm Noah. I've grown up in the Carpety Coast most of my life. And I became head boy last year in my college, Aotea College. And also in that same year, I became a father. Um, so that was obviously a big turning point in my life. And, yeah, it was a pretty... Pretty massive because at the time my mum was pregnant with my baby brother. So I was, yeah, I found out that my ex-girlfriend was pregnant. It was all pretty crazy. And then I obviously didn't want to tell my mum or tell my family because my mum was pregnant. Didn't want to cause extra stress, etc. So yeah, that was all, all, all pretty insane time for me. So I saved up to buy a car so after school I could go visit my daughter and stuff. And I remember on a Friday night my baby brother was born at Wellington Hospital. And then on the Sunday night, my little girls. So it was pretty crazy. Got a couple of my friends to pick me up one night really late. And um, we drove into Wellington Hospital. They were on their learners, on their learner license. Just because we were really young. Probably I was like 16. They got to see Kyla's first time on, on earth pretty much. It was a crazy feeling. And I'd come back home about 4, 4 a.m. And um, wake up, go to school, not say a word to anybody. So it was, it was pretty crazy. I was just really scared of that whole process of, well, pretty much the negative stigma that's involved of being a young parent. And then I was thinking, what might my friends think of me? What might my family think of me? What might my school think of me? And um, yeah, it wasn't until my daughter was probably actually about two months old until I actually opened up and said, said to my mum that I, I was a dad. So it was obviously pretty crazy for her. Yeah. What what changed at that point that you felt that you could be open about it? Um, well, my school actually hooked me up with like a really cool counsellor and she was awesome. So she was going through like uh, pretty much the process of telling my parents because this was mm-hmm. like an inevitable thing I needed to do and needed to happen. So I was saying with her and she said, it's like you're standing on top of a diving board and the longer you're up there, the scarier and the harder the fall. Yeah. And I just pictured myself, eh? I was like, yeah, I'm standing up there and I need to jump off. So yeah, that was pretty much the the turning point for me. And then yeah, yeah, you jumped. Yeah, obviously. then I jumped, and yeah, it, yeah. lots of positive mm. stuff came from it. It was it was crazy. Um, yeah, it was obviously a bit of a shock to my family at first because I kept it under wraps so well. Mm. I kept it so mm. hidden, and um, ah, but once I told them, I realised there was nothing but love and support from them from the very start. So, yeah, yeah, something really beautiful. Cool. Cool. Um, so when, uh, how far through the the pregnancy did you did you find out about it? Um, at the very start. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you've known for, for quite a while. Solid nine months now. Yeah. Talked to like just a couple of mates about. Yeah, it. just yeah, a couple yeah, of my yeah. close mates. Yeah. How did like, I mean? How did that weigh on you in terms of kind of keeping this? Yeah. Was a, a massive sort of. I know. Well, I think a massive part of why I kind of bottled it up so heavily as no one actually was like, oh, mate, congratulations. This is like a beautiful thing. Mm. It was all mm. like, uh, I'm like, boys, um, blah, blah, blah. My 
she's pregnant and everyone would just be like holy shit are you okay like yeah. just so everything would be really like really negative around the whole situation mm-hmm. so I guess that kind of influenced my decision and not telling my parents as well yeah um but like what you're saying like when I was home I could pretty much just sit back and relax I felt like I could be myself I didn't have to stress about it because I was so afraid that everything would change so dramatically mm-hmm. it's quite selfish really but yeah I felt like being at home it was just just me again I was kind of escaping this reality in a sense yeah 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 okay interesting yeah yeah um and we, I mean, when you told your parents, you kind of told everyone else mm-hmm. around the same time as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like being a <laughs> being a college student, like word spreads. So pretty much, yeah. it was like everyone at school knew, mm-hmm. and like some parents knew, and it was pretty much just like my family that didn't know. Yeah, seems pretty crazy. I actually don't, mm-hmm. still don't know how the word didn't just slip into them. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, everything, everyone respected my decision. And I think I actually grew a little bit more as a father myself, um, like having that stage of about two months being independent around Kyla, my daughter, mm-hmm. and um, just coming to terms with parenting on my own, like in my own way. Yeah. I never knew one there like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. I kind of figured out how to learn that myself. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Cool. Um, and I mean, since uh, obviously your family has been really supportive yeah. with it. With the other people that have, have found out, what sort of reactions have you had oh, after the, the initial sort of, whoa? Just like a mixture. Everyone's really different when, because it's, it's a really taboo subject, like mm. teen pregnancy in New Zealand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's really, it's really a big mixture really. But what I've really learned is that you can't be, you can't hold your head down and be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a young dad. Like that's mm-hmm. then that's when yeah. people will walk on you. But if you're like, yeah, um, I've got a two like a two year old daughter. She's beautiful. I'm a young dad. Rari rari ra, and be happy and be proud. Yeah. That's when people are like, oh shit, congratulations. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a, a cool way to look at it. I yeah. Think. And, I mean, you you hear kind of on the news and the statistics about the um, people that can't see air quotes here the problems mm. with teen pregnancy. Mm. And mm. I think I mean, there's a there, as you're saying, there's a, a a lot of a lot of stigma yeah, uh, around that as well, and I think I mean you are really positive and kind of your your attitude all, all the time, all the stuff that I've, yeah. I've seen about you, and obviously having a chat with you today, which I think is is fantastic for kind of changing that mm. that stigma mm, for sure, for it. sure, yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean it's a exciting celebration of of life. Yeah, definitely, really. man. That's like I definitely don't see being a young parent in my eyes, being a negative, it's like, there's lots, there's so many young parents out there doing even a better job raising families than some adults are about there. You mm. just don't get heard about these young parents that are doing that. Mm. Like they're studying, got their degrees, ready, ready, rah, working hard for their family, but yet still people look down on them like, oh man, he's 18, he's got a kid, what the hell? Like, I just find that ridiculous. I find that so, so horrible. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you do you have any theories of why that why that does occur? I don't know. Well, obviously, there's stories and there are statistics about the young parents and unemployment and other things like that. So I guess it's mainly based on that, but it's not the whole picture. So I don't see it. They don't know them. Don't know their story. And mm. if I see if like a little a little quote that I've kind of came up through some public speaking is age doesn't determine if you're going to become a good parent. 
but being a good parent determines you've got to be a good parent. So I don't think like necessarily age doesn't play a factor if you're doing the right job for yourself and your family. I think nobody should be able to judge that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. That is the way that you felt from the start? Not, no, not really. Yeah. Not really. Because like what I was saying with my whole not telling my family, not telling like some of my friends even, I was just really scared of what people would mm. say and I thought that I was going to become a bad parent for having yeah. a baby at 16, yeah. 17. And how have, you, how have you developed this way of thinking? Um... Oh, pretty much through telling my family and my mo- my mother, she's been like a just a rock next to me. Yeah. So she she's taught me tons. Eh? She's taught me lots. Mm. Awesome. Oh, that's that's very cool. Um, and mate, uh, you also you've got uh, an initiative mm. going on as well mm. about supporting team. Uh, yes, team young young parents, and I think it's probably quite a cool. Uh, time to have a little bit of a chat about uh, increased clothing. clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prima. Yeah, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, well, I was at, um, I went to an Outward Bound course last year and it was just awesome, man. Are you familiar with Outward Bound? Yeah, yeah. 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 Have you been? No, I haven't. I want to go. I was talking to someone, um, Kathy Tracy, who mm-hmm. is a lady that's rode the Atlantic that I'm, is going to come on the podcast. Sure. And she's running a, kind of a course, like a, a leadership slash almost business one at Outward Bound at Outward Bound oh man honestly push for that do it so worth it like best 21 days of my life it was absolutely fantastic Um, yeah so I was down there and there's a massive kind of theme Outward Bound is service Mm -hmm. and I won't give too much away about Outward Bound and what you do in case you're going as well but um, they do place you on this thing called a solo and that's Mm -hmm. when they literally chuck you in like the forest and the bush for like two nights by yourself and um they take your watch off you, you know, if your watch can't tell the time, you literally got like your brain, a pen and a paper. So I was thinking about how much I've learned from Outward Bounds and how much positive things have I've gained like internally and stuff and all the amazing people that I've met. I just thought about, like, you know, those statistics about young parents and how I don't know, might be on the ropes a bit, like unemployed and how can I like create an experience for them that's similar to Outward Bound, if not Outward Bound itself, mm-hmm. or other leadership and adventure-based courses. And yeah, I pretty much came back home and I thought about this business model of creating a social enterprise, giving 100% of its profits to fund young parents to go on courses like Outward Bound. And um, yeah, it's when increased clothing kind of came about. Mm. Yeah. And I just kind of bounced ideas with my friends, my family, and we kind of made it happen, which is pretty rad. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. So when did uh, when did that all kick off? Mm, probably about eight months ago now, maybe. Yeah. Ten months yeah. ago. That was really cool. So um, yeah. So we get like we collaborate with local New Zealand artists, mm-hmm. and we put their artwork onto our t-shirts. Then we sell that, and all the all the funds, all the profits goes towards supporting young parents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where are you Where are you selling them at the moment? Um, just online through our Facebook page, Increased Clothing, if you want yeah. to search that up. We'll put a link in there Yes, well. it is. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and our website, increasenz.com. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at like markets and stuff too. Yeah. Cool. That's oh, good fun. Cool. Sweet. You get quite a, quite a, um, a lot of demand for the t-shirts as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 yeah we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that's hopefully the plan going forward as well. Create, create some more demand with it. But no, it's, it's awesome. It's really fun. It's also doing, I love just doing work with like a social purpose as well, helping yeah. others and um, 
from our last round of teas with this artist called Mika Still, we've actually funded a young mother from Poroa to attend the 21 day course and 21 day course at Outward Bound in July. Awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah. choice. Really happy. So just actually seeing her get sent away and going on like a really awesome leadership course, I think yeah. it will change your life. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. That's that's amazing. Um, so she is the she's the first one to yeah. to go through increase. Yeah. yeah, the debut. Oh, nice. That's nah, pretty yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real awesome. Mm. Um, and how have you found being a business owner? I don't know. It's like <laughs> I don't really feel like a business <laughs> business owner. Yeah. It's more like just a thing that I do on the side with, um, I don't know, on the side of work and et cetera and dad duties. So that's no, good. I'm, I'm loving it. It's cool. I've got this awesome um, chick called Katie Daly and she's head girl at Marsden College in Whitby. So she's doing like heaps of work for me and it's cool. It's awesome, awesome feeling. Like I, got, I come yeah. from quite an entrepreneurial family. Yeah. So um, no, it's nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Business owner and employees. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what have you what have you learned from going through that process? What like creating starting up in yeah, Greece? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Pretty much just if you've got a vision, if you've got an idea and you really want to make it happen, it can it can happen. Um yeah, it shouldn't be anything stopping you. Yeah. If you've got the right support, right ideas, yeah. just go for it. Yeah. You've had a few mentors along the process with this? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well obviously my family, like I just I see them as like friends friends and family. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, no, they've they've helped me a ton. So much. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And where do you, I mean, where do you want to take increase? I don't know. To a store near you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd love to get into retail one day, start up yeah. my own little shop, my own little store somewhere. And I can really like picture in my mind, but just the order of making that happen really. Yeah. 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 Cool. I, and I mean, I had no doubt that that, uh, that dream is going to become a reality for you at some point oh, in time. Hope yeah. so. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I want to, I mean, I want to jump back a little bit as well, um, to have a little bit of a chat about you becoming a dad while, at a young age, mm. while you're still kind of in the process of becoming an adult yeah. as well. Yeah. obviously all of a sudden you have to grow up Very real fast. fast. Hard yeah. out. Yeah. What's, um, I mean, how did, how did that affect you? Oh man, it's kind of like the responsibility is just chucked on like, well, chucked on your doorstep, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, and you have to, you either walk away from it or you pick it up and like invite it into your home. So, um, I don't know, I think you just got to really deal with what being a parent actually means and what it actually is. And yeah, just stand up and be mature and just do it, really. There's no, there shouldn't be any excuses. Yeah. And yeah, all, I always thought that myself though. I was like, how can I, like be in charge of this little human, this little this little person mm-hmm. when I'm not even properly in charge of myself yet too. Yeah. But um I think it's just you just grow away. Like being a I'm sure many parents out there will relate to and it's just a massive a massive learning curve and a learning journey. Mm. You just learn. I, I just feel like you get better as you go on as well. Yeah. Mm. And I mean you you kind of talk about having these these expectations and the responsibilities have you been able to live up to them through the whole process mm. have you you've hit them all the time mm. or are there times that you've what what what, what expectations do you mean sorry i mean like, in terms of um uh, i mean you you talked about kind of uh stepping up and doing doing the right thing and inviting everything in and obviously you you have done that but are there 
some times that you just thought, man, this is a mm. little bit much? Mm. Um, good question. Uh, obviously, it can always be like quite overwhelming. Mm. Um, no, it's just become really, it's just completely normalized for me now. I can't yeah. like imagine not having little Kyla in my life anymore. Yeah. She's just, she's there and that's awesome. It's really cool. cool. Some sleepless nights, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you deal with that kind of sense of overwhelm when it does happen? I don't know. Well, it doesn't happen regularly. I guess yeah. it mainly just happened when I was just becoming to terms of being a dad. Yeah. And I guess it's just time. You just got to mm-hmm. more time being a dad, really. I'm two years in now and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving yeah. it. Yeah. It's like the kind of whole 10,000 hours. Yes, to, yes, exactly. I'm good at something. Yeah, well. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, mate, I mean, has that, has being a dad changed your relationships with your mates as well? It has, but I, I think, I, you'd have to ask my friends, but I think I'm quite like, I don't know, more of the mature guy and yeah. I, I don't do this, like the stuff that they get into that much anymore. Like it's, I don't know, being bogans, car bogans and doing <laughs> yeah. skids or just yeah. being pretty much like a normal teenage boy. But I still always make sure I like go out and have fun with my mates when I can. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I feel like, I feel like I definitely have changed a lot from yeah. that two years ago, but it's hard, it's hard to notice. That's what I find is I can't really like see it in myself, but I know it's happened. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so you finished up, uh, you finished up school at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, before we uh, before we started recording, you were uh, telling me a story. Learning out. You were kind <laughs> of, uh, you were about to head off to university, but I, I stopped you because it sounded real. real yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to tell us kind of uh, other than being a dad and uh, running a uh, clothing business? What other stuff are you up to at the moment? Um, well, yeah, so I was all enrolled going to uni and going to university and it was massive university. I was going to go do a degree doing marketing and communications. So that's something I'm still interested in. But about two, pretty much, yeah, about two weeks before it actually started, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, hey, I actually don't think this is the right time for me to study. Like I've gained my UE, university will always be there. But like the stuff I'm doing now with public speaking and other gigs like with Increase, that may not always be there for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, pretty much talked to my family a bit about it and just said, look, I really don't think this is right for me at this time of my life. And I think I'm going to go try and find like a job or some sort of social purpose or keep working on increase and try and make this really big and fantastic. But, um, yeah, so I was doing like, so I withdrew my application to university and, yeah, I've never really looked back from there. So now I'm working for a charity called Inspiring Stories, doing sales and marketing for them, which is really cool. Kind of thrown into the deep end because I haven't really got that much experience in sales and marketing, but it's really cool. I'm, I'm learning lots and yeah, it's been good fun. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, that's, again, that's a really interesting thing as well. Um, mm. and I mean, you had you kind of always been set on, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to university. I'm gonna go ah, to well, this or is that? Uh, I've always, I've always thought that I'm gonna go to university one day. Mm. But I've had so many friends that have been like, yeah, even from in primary school, they're like, yep. So I'm gonna finish primary school. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna study these subjects. Um, from there, I'll go to university, study this for X amount of years. 
coming out of that, I'll work for five years and I'll travel and I'll get a wife because I've got so much money. It just goes on and on and on. So they've got a script for their life. And yeah. I've always been like, how do you do that, man? Like I can't, I can't relate to just seeing my life planned out like that. But, um, yeah, no, I've, I think I will go to university one day, but I just don't think at this time right now it's right for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's pushed a lot for, um, for like students, like college students. And it's a massive investment. It's like 20,000 mm-hmm. bucks in like three years of your life. And if you're not a hundred, hundred percent sure exactly what you want to study, it's a bit, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting system at the moment. I was having a conversation with Ben Warren about this, mm. this topic as well, actually, about how the education system from, from that regard, it needs to change and shift oh, somehow definitely. because it hasn't changed for, a, for such a long period. It's of time. ancient. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, for obviously, yeah, kind of some of your professional degrees, like being a doctor or being mm. a lawyer or being mm. a dentist, Actually, you need to go to the university. Yeah, you do, 100%. Learn all the theory behind all of that stuff. But for a lot of this other stuff as well, like your like your marketing and communications as well, actually getting in there and doing oh, the practical side definitely, of things. Definitely, definitely. You can, you can do that. I mean, mm. If you'd been in sat in a, sat in a lecture theatre learning the theory of mm. that, um, I don't know if you'd be talking about talking to me with quite as much passion about it as No, nah, yeah, exactly, moment. exactly. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I mean, with with that kind of concept that you you hadn't sort of seen a like a set life plan no, for yourself no. compared to some of your mates that had planned basically up to sort of what kind of until the age of like sixty five. Yeah, like. kind of gloss they have on their coffin. At the, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. End day. Pretty um, much. Like, <laughs> why do you think you you kind of think differently to those guys? I know, we're all wired differently, and that's just not how my brain works. Yeah. Going like, I'm going to do this, that, 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 that. Yeah. Because I think, well, really, I'm just, I'm really open to opportunities, mm-hmm. and if something pops up, and most likely something will pop up, I'll go, yeah, sweet, I'll take it, I'll follow follow that boat somewhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, I guess we're all just wired differently. Yeah, yeah. so you kind of embrace that uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I don't get afraid, like... I don't know, pretty much leaving university without having a plan because that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm just not going to do uni and I'm going to look for some work. But luckily enough, I found work relatively yeah. fast, which is a bonus. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a, something you've always been reasonably comfortable with is yeah. just being, being open to that opportunity. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. yeah it's nuts. Uh, it's a ma- massive commitment. It's crazy. Mm. You look at like the education, sorry, pardon me, system in, is it Switzerland or Finland? Somewhere, somewhere yeah. around there, and it's just they got like shorter, I don't know, shorter periods that the kids actually learning. They got like no homework, and they like get way better results than countries and then like New Zealand and Australia. Mm. It's crazy. They're really onto I reckon those people really switched on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not a it's not a topic that I'm massively sort of familiar with as, mm. as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was just I was just telling you before actually, I've just finished a second university degree and yeah. masters as yeah. well. So obviously, and, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, I so mean, there are there are important interesting parts with with that as well. Definitely. Um, did you go study straight after college? Uh, yeah, I went and did my physio degree right. uh, down in Otago, straight after, straight after high school, yeah, cool. and then uh, started my Masters of Management three years ago, 2014, sure, so I've cool, been, 
I'd been finished uni for about eight years yep. by that stage. And I was like, mm, I'm kind of ready for... Go back. Ready to go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I, was, I definitely wasn't ready to, for kind of more learning mm. at that point in mm. time. And I think, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of got to the stage where I was like, hey, I need... I'm actually interested in sort of learning some more. I kind mm. of... We, we talked about sort of me sitting in that kind of fixed mindset space for a while and kind of not really extending myself. And I yeah. think it was, I mean, that was part of it, being in my comfort zone, but also kind of forgetting a little bit about what interested and excited me yeah. as well. And actually, I learning is an exciting challenge for me. I 100%. actually quite, I quite like it. Um, and I think, I mean, it was good for me to go and go and, learn at university because it probably gave me a little bit of structure that I needed to get back into mm. doing that stuff at that point in time. Um, so I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, oh, what's next? Are you going to do a PhD? And I was like, hell no. Um, <laughs> never know though, right? Yeah, I never know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe someday, maybe someday. But I think, I mean, I think that kind of process has started the ball rolling in terms of Hey, I'm I'm happy to go learn independently now mm. and sort of just explore a whole lot of yeah, a whole yeah. lot of topics. And I think it it probably refined my uh, kind of ability and my process of learning as well. Whereas, I mean, sometimes you prior to prior to doing this, you'd kind of go off and you'd start to learn about a topic and then obviously the internet's a fantastic thing but there's always something slightly shiny in the yeah, corner of your yeah, eye and you're yeah. like whoa yeah. and you kind of flip back and forth and actually don't make any progress on learning or understanding what it is that you're yeah. that you're wanting to learn about so I think it's been helpful with that as well and it's helped me kind of yeah rediscover my excitement mm. for learning about new stuff and kind of challenging my brain in, yeah, in those man. ways so it's been it's been valuable with that, so I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the answer is with with the universities? Yeah, yeah. Something probably needs to change, but I don't know what it is. No, it's good. I just reckon there's a massive like everybody learns differently as well. So mm. I think there should be other yeah. systems in place where it caters a bit more for people that can learn alternatively. Yeah. Mm. But I think yeah, like studying what you're passionate about, I think is very crucial. That's really key. Mm, mm. Mm. Do you think you need to start? what you're passionate about do you know i mean does everyone know what they're passionate about before they start no oh yeah. uh, i don't know um i just yeah good question i'm not yeah. sure what do you think yeah i mean one of my one of my theories at the moment and kind of uh, they consistently evolve is that often you don't know exactly what you're passionate about mm. before you start and you kind of go and you go for a bit and you figure out that you like it so i think starting what you're curious about or what you're interested in and you're kind of dipping your toes in the water and testing it out can turn into passion so it can turn into passion with it um and i think i mean you're depending on kind of what's happening in your life and what other stuff's going on and what age you are and what experiences you have I don't know that you need to have one passion for your entire life. Mm. I think things that you're going to evolve as a, as a person, you're going to hopefully grow as a person. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you, you could stay in your own little bubble, in your own comfort zone and not grow. Mm. Um, but sort of as you, as you evolve and as you grow, 
you get different things excite you. Like, I mean, I never used to like capsicum when I was a little. I used to hate mushrooms. Yeah, there you yeah, go. but they had delicious now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And good for you too. Yeah, exactly. I find myself <laughs> yeah. drinking tea and reading the paper much more than I used to as well. So I guess it kind yeah. of works. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think yeah, passion is, a, is another interesting interesting subject as mm. well. And I think it's, especially if you don't know, I think it's more about you going after sort of what you're, what you're curious about definitely. and then trying a couple of different things definitely, definitely. at the same time mm-hmm. to see what, see what works for you. Hard out. I just yeah. don't know why people can, like, why you place yourself in a job or a situation that you just, unless it's like you really have to do this for, I don't know, support for someone or, mm. but it's kind of weird that we just be stuck inside these little cubicles, these little offices from like nine to five every single day and don't question it. Mm-hmm. Just very strange. Like exactly what Joe Rogan talks about yeah. the podcast. He's all about beating that nine to five lifestyle. Mm. Just being slugs around like, oh, I don't want to do this work. But Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, some people in saying that go to their jobs and they absolutely love it. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Some of my mates are, are investment bankers, and I was talking to one of them, and uh, like he used to he used to work from like seven in the morning till ten at night. Far some out. Days, and I was like, man, that is full on. He's like, it's kind of like a hobby for me. That <laughs> like I really enjoy he's found that he's cracked the code. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I just love playing with all of all of these things and all of these numbers, and yeah. it just it, it excites me. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see it as a job I yeah as, yeah hey this is this is work i get paid for it but it's also a hobby that's cool it's man it's very enjoy. cool um and i think i mean you can you can definitely get stuck with that though is that if you go into something that you're curious about and you you end up in that mm. sort of nine to five grind and you find out well hey this I'm not passionate about this, and I stopped being curious about this a couple of years ago. Yeah, as yeah. well. That's uh, that's another exactly because once you get that like security around you, right, and you're like, sweet, this is just my routine, so I've been always doing. It's hard to kind of to realize that. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think it's yeah again that kind of breaking away from your from your your comfort zone. And I think with kind of your perspective on it as well, and your the way that you embrace uncertainty. Mm. Is I think that probably stands you in quite good stead for hopefully not getting into a yeah. situation like that. Hope so. Hope yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. Um, and again, I think it's a it's a challenging issue, um, and I don't know if there's a there's a quick fix for mm. a, for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. With that, yeah. Mm. Um, because yeah, obviously everyone lives their life in. Yeah, sort of own context so their yeah. environmental stuff around them and kind of what's going on and their responsibilities and what they need to to do so it's you can't just kind of sit down there and go go quit your job and go and find something yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 because obviously you've still got to eat you've still got to keep a roof for sure, your for sure, head for and, sure. Uh, yeah but it, again it's a it's another sort of interesting interesting challenge it is but, definitely I mean hopefully this podcast makes people think slightly quit your jobs do what you're passionate about mate. <laughs> that was Noah by the way yeah. it wasn't me telling you to do that you can quote me on that so tune, tune in next week that could be the title of the episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mate you talked a little bit about uh, public speaking mm. earlier as well and yep. you've just you've just got back from a bit of a yes a tour with that. Sn- tell us about that yeah snapback to reality um, 
I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, so Pro came back like a week ago, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was this print, this massive youth conference of World Vision. Oh, that's right. It kind of links into this whole university thing. Yeah. So um, when I was talking to my mum about not going to uni, she was like, okay, just tell you, because I was really unsure about it. I was like, oh, I do want to go, but I don't want to go. And then she was like, okay, just sit with it, like in your gut, just tell yourself that you're not going to university. Say that to you for about three days. Mm-hmm. And then if anything good like follows from that, then you know it's the right decision. So that's what I did. I was like, if anyone asked me if I was going to uni, I was just going to be like, no. Nope. Yeah. And then... Pretty much the day that she said that to me, I got an email from World Vision saying, hey man, we'd love you to speak at our conferences in Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington and Auckland. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is exactly what I love doing. And I pretty much saw it it as a sign. So Mm -hmm. that also played into part with my withdrawal from university. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was awesome. Awesome time with World Vision. Met some awesome people. Um, Met some awesome school, school kids as well. It was really cool. Yeah. 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 What were you, what were you speaking about? Kind of about like breaking stereotypes and mm-hmm. a little bit about my story in general and with increased clothing. And yeah. 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 And I mean, I like, I really like the advice that your mum gave you about kind of sitting with something in your, in your gut and mm. kind of feeling it out mm. for, a, for a couple of days. Exactly. I mean, is, is that something that she's taught you to do for your whole life or is this just kind of a new thing that you're yeah kind of like a new thing really a new thing so i think i will stick with that because it's well it seemed to work it seemed to work because especially if you're really uncertain about certain things and you're like oh i should do that but i shouldn't Mm -hmm. just sit with one like one side of the fence for a little bit and see how that sits with you as well because you'll get that feeling if Mm. something's not right yeah Mm. there's kind of telling yourself one story for yeah for a few days and just yeah and you can mix it up as well to say the other story and yeah yeah that's Mm. good that's good yeah yeah and i mean i think that that kind of that time period as well is is a good thing as well because if you if you flip back and forth sometimes you're you just get so confused Mm, i'm not sure how you feel about yeah that that particular story um so can you tell me a little bit more about breaking stereotypes? Breaking stereotypes. Here we go. No. Um, I don't know. It's just a bit, pretty much exactly all, all that I talk about is just being who you are, being seeing and seeing others for individuals, not for this, not for something that like hangs over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing eye to eye and working together because we, we are all different. We all don't live the same way. We all yeah. don't learn the same way and we all don't lead the same way. Yeah. And it's so easy to create bigger sense of communities within like schools, businesses, and like the wider world in general, just through like, well, seeing eye to eye with people and Mm -hmm. just pretty much getting along. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And do you find that you can, you do that all the time? Like you won't meet someone and you have kind of a stereotype. I think it's it's almost quite natural. I think everyone kind of has that. It's just about overlooking that Mm -hmm. and overseeing that. Yeah. Cause, um, no, but you're, you're, I think, it's right to say that everybody gets that type of feeling yeah. once in a while. But um, Do you yeah. have any strategies to overcome that for yourself? Like if you think mm. you kind of, this, you, you th- meet someone, the stereotype pops up, you kind of catch yourself on it and think. I, th- I think just really get to know them. Like don't just, don't create that judgment before you mm-hmm. actually meet them and engage with them. That yeah. could be completely different to what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, I think so many people like so many times people just don't give other people a chance and getting to know them with like interactions and mm, yeah. yeah so I, th- I think it's really important 
Yeah, and kind of going a little bit deeper mm. with things as well, rather than you just the standard small talk. Weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. Training again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah. more like in depth and just get to know them, where they come from, like what are they up to, what are they doing, mm. what do they like doing. Mm. Um, open-ended questions, really, and yeah. just yeah. So just let let that dictate your judgment before your like first judgment dictates that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So, no, no, you've got your finger in many, many pies mm. at the moment, and there's a, a lot of kind of interesting, fascinating stuff mm. that is that is going on for you as well, which you obviously you're super excited about, which is really yeah, difficult. I'm pumped. But what other stuff excites you at the moment? Um, podcasts. I love podcasts. It's yeah. crazy, like she's sitting in on one. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love music as well. Um. Well, that also excites me. You mean like in the future? Yeah, yeah. So much. I don't know. I can't really put like a put put a word on just one or two things. Just I'm just yeah, just happy. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Mm. Cool. Happy, happy for the work I'm doing for inspiring stories as well, and like leading up with massive festivals that we're running, and it's, it's should be really cool. Mm. Yeah. It's choice. It's choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's cool to. Yeah, see how, how excited you are about all of that stuff as well. Um, and mate, I, I want to ask you a few questions that I ask everyone cool. on, on the show, and uh, I think I emailed them through to you. So, yes, yes, uh, you yeah, did. Hopefully they shouldn't come as too much of a shock. <laughs> um, the first one is, can you tell me about a time that you failed and what you learned from it? Mm, that's a good one. Um, well, I think it seems really deep. I know this is really like a, fa- a fail, but when I kind of felt like I failed when I didn't tell my family about like being a father I felt like oh shit they're gonna feel really horrible and well they did because I kind of hid that away from them but um but yeah like I was saying earlier what what I learned was I learned how to come to terms with being a father on my own terms but more independently and yeah I think I learned a lot more about the whole situation I was in doing it by myself and yeah yeah Mm. cool what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did and how did you get through it Mm hmm okay probably I don't know maybe the World Vision Tour like that was a pretty big commitment like taking out a big like chunk of my schedule like a big week and just be like sweet I'm gonna go speak but um I didn't necessarily feel too uncomfortable but it was also it was a, it was a big commitment and something really cool yeah. and out, out of the blue as well mm. yeah mm. yeah um was there quite a lot of planning that went into that for you or you just thought I'm gonna go do this this is awesome Pretty much, yeah, pretty much exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Just just took it, just took it. Cool. Mm. What's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do and why is that uncomfortable for you? I don't know. Well, maybe I'll, sh- I'll share something. I've been, th- I've been having these visions actually yeah, of um, yeah. starting up like a massive fish and chip company. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's pretty yeah. crazy. I was, yeah. I was having fish and chips one time. I was like, man, it's such an iconic like Kiwi thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like every family goes out pretty much and has fish and chips on the beach or whatever, and it's pretty much like tradition. And but we don't have that one that one outlet store, that one supplier where it's like, oh, let's go to this place. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, pretty much like the McDonald's of fish and chip stores in New Zealand. Yeah. So I guess maybe that could be my next venture. I don't know. Okay. Someone yeah, better yeah, not steal yeah. that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It would be real cool to start off some start up some cool like vintage fish and chip company. I reckon like a real Kiwi one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ah, interesting, mate. Um, I've got a couple more questions for you. Cool. Um, 
But I just want to take a moment to say thanks very much for taking the time to, oh, no to have me around and sit down and have a, have a chat with me today. Um, but also thank you as well for uh, the example that you give to people that you, you are breaking the kind of society's held stereotypes yep. about uh, teenage parents mm. and you're kind of, you're leading the way and you're supporting the other people that are, that, um, uh, are teen, teen or young parents yep. as well yep. and helping give them the, the skill set to succeed. Cheers, man. Appreciate well, that. Which is, yeah, it's awesome, man. Cool. Cheers. Um, so Noah, if, people want to kind of follow along with your journey and the stuff that you're doing yeah what where should they go and look at things um or how can they help you out follow me on instagram no willoff um i'm pretty much just like if you want to follow me through the work that i'm doing with increase probably just follow us on increased clothing mm-hmm. online on facebook we've got updates we've got blogs and yeah it's pretty much all going from there yeah mm, that's good and on Usually just chilling around Plymouthton, this little area around here. So if you guys ever see me walk around, I guess just say a friendly hello. Cool. Mm. Oh, wicked, mate. Um, now, one last question before we wrap things up. Uh, do you have any advice or life lessons or interesting facts to leave us with? <laughs> I love these big questions. Eh? It's, it's like, pretty meta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, mm, pretty much just... Just be happy, do what you want to do, and don't let anybody take that away from you. I think that's a really big thing. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hard, the big, the big finale, mm. finale yeah, question. Yeah. No, that was, that was cool. Noah, thanks very much for getting no, comfortable loved it. with me tonight. Yeah, it's sweet. It's yeah. beautiful. Cheers, Chris. Oh, what a save that was. <laughs> there you are, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Noah. Make sure you go and follow along with his journey. Um, If you can support him through increased clothing, that would be awesome as well. Um, So make sure, again, if you got something out of this, that you share this episode out with your mates. Uh, Leave a comment, leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Um, Contact me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or send me an email at uncomfortableisokay. Um, I'd love to hear from you, um, especially if you want to have a chat on the podcast as well. So thank you again to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the awesome theme music. Uh, Today is going to be a little bit different in the outro. Um, Noah as well is a bit of a musician. Um, We didn't talk about it in the chat today, but I'm going to leave you with one of his songs This is called It's Something. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with us today, guys, and look forward to uh, getting into your ears again next week. Receiving is something that I can dream in There's something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving There's something I can perceive in There's something that I can dream in Something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving Never day, never bless a mistake And never night, but I'm constantly wide awake Some more stress and I'm building it up What I'm trying to explain, what I'm trying to express But, uh, I don't care about it I wanna make a feeling can't feel without it I wanna make something a touch Make you smaller than dust Making me never mean this much But is this lust? 
Is it lost? Is it lost? Is it lost? Is it lost? Something I can perceive in there's something that I can dream in there's something that helps the fever that helps you keep you from leaving there's something I can perceive in there's something that I can dream in something that helps the fever that helps you keep you from leaving another night and another day stars rise up and I say it again why can we all be friends and that's through and through and you're colorful dim lit but I can barely move spinning lies ain't telling the truth trying to go back to the backwards days where the rain would fall where the clouds would lay from the back alleys of the sound of day Seeking shade and sitting on the trees as we try to breathe But we're trying to understand to some degree But we're skipping a beat and it's easy to leave Can perceive when there's something that I can dream in There's something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving There's something I can perceive in There's something that I can dream in Something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving There's something I can perceive in There's something that I can dream in There's something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving There's something I can perceive in There's something that I can dream in Something that helps the fever That helps you keep you from leaving